0: Hi, welcome to our Projections podcast minisode. Mary and I are working hard to research, plan and record the next series of episodes right now, but we don't want you to forget us, so we're releasing these weekly minisodes where we watch new releases or films that we missed for the first time, then record our thoughts, opinions and often tangential conversations afterwards. Thank you for listening to us and remember to follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, rate and review us and generally show us you care. Bye! Okay, we're recording. All right. Hi Sarah. Happy New Year Mary. Happy New Year Sarah. Happy New Year Colin Burstead. <laughs> Here's the film we're reviewing today.
1: Yes, um, this is the, it's a 2018 technically released British comedy. Yes. Um, well comedy drama directed by Ben Wheatley.
0: Um, and it was shown, it's probably still an iPlayer. Yeah. Which is why it's a good one for us to review because you can actually, for those of you that don't like to listen to the podcast until you've seen the film, this is one that you can see for free immediately, unless you live in America, sorry.
1: Yeah, and interestingly, it was actually screened at the London Film Festival. Yeah,
0: that's where I saw it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, And yeah, absolutely, catch it on iPlayer while you still can.
0: It was shown right at the end of the year, the 30th, aptly, Um, and I really liked it, and I was really excited that it was going to be on iPlayer so Mary could see it.
1: Yeah, so I saw it for the first time um, yesterday, and I really liked it.
0: Have you seen a Ben Wheatley film before?
1: I have. I've seen Sightseers.
0: Oh, so I have too. I have seen Sightseers. Yeah. Okay, I forgot that was a Ben Wheatley film. Yeah. Um, I love Sightseers as well. Me too. Uh, Didn't we talk about Sightseers once, or am I imagining it? Oh, I think because we talked about Revenge. Yeah. We talked about Sightseers. Yeah, Alice Lowe. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't we haven't seen Kill List and that's no, on uh, watch list. No, we're gonna see it. Yeah,
1: absolutely. It's on our watch list. Um, Follow
0: us on Letterboxd. <gasps> yeah, we just got Letterboxd. Yeah. We've been putting up all of the films that we that we could have talked about but couldn't because we didn't have the space to yeah. talk about in our first series. So we've got an anxiety list, the depression list, a psychosis list, etc. Yeah.
1: Um
0: and then we'll also be posting little sassy one liner reviews and uh, you can take take a look at our watch list. You can suggest films to us. You can just come and be friends. It's the most. It's one like one of my favorite yeah. social media platforms, if that's what you can call it. Yeah, it's, and
1: it's such a great resource for organizing your screening schedule and just kind of figuring out what you're going to watch. And we love categories, so yeah. it's perfect for we that. Do, yeah, we
0: like to put things in categories yeah. where we inevitably find that they overlap into different categories, but still, <laughs> we, tried. we tried. We tried to organize <laughs> our theories. Um, so yeah, with Happy New Year, Colin Bursted, mm. I have to say that I liked it so much, mm. but I don't know why. Mm. I have, I mean, I guess it's, I mean, I think that the ensemble cast is so brilliant. Oh yeah. It's, but I don't, I'm, I'm not sure what it was about it that got mm. me, but I did cry. Yeah, me too.
1: Did you? I cried when he sang that song. Yeah, that's mom. when I started
0: crying and then yeah. I had a bit of a cry in the credits, in the cl- in the end credits. Yeah. Um, and then I... I had to meet some friends of someone I was sitting with at the festival oh, nice, yeah. <laughs> nice to meet you
1: <laughs> I mean I'm interested to know actually how was that screening at the festival because uh, was there like a and a or, or something? No there wasn't because okay. it was a press
0: screening oh, it so a press it, wasn't screening. A, okay. it wasn't a public screening Okay, um, I didn't even go to see it I went to see Sorry to Bother You And Uh, then I happened to be sitting next to sitting a couple of seats away from someone I knew, mm -hmm. and then she said, "Are you staying for the new Ben Wheatley film?" And I hadn't even,
1: I hadn't considered
0: it. Yeah, I didn't. I think I even noticed it, or I knew there was a Ben Mm. Wheatley film there, but I didn't study the, the. But clear, yeah, close enough. So I didn't realize that was what was playing. Okay. And so I, you know, I didn't have anything else to do, so I stayed for it, and I'm really glad that I did. Oh yeah,
1: absolutely. And I feel like it's such a good film for our podcast.
0: Do you think so? I think so. I um, what I'm hoping is that I will say I like it, and then you will explain to me why I like it. That's <laughs> what I've come. That's what I've come here for. For this, like, for some film therapy. <laughs> and it did feel like therapy oh, for yes. me. It actually, I think part of the reason why I like it is it did really. Deal with some issues that I find quite personal.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. And so I found it very upsetting. I found, it, but cathartically upsetting. Yeah. Not, not in a way that it haunted me. Uh. In a way that, that cry really made me feel a lot better. Yeah. Um. In a way, even though in a way, um, it kind of had a message of things not being better.
1: Yeah. So in, in a strange way, um, you're right. Like in it, it the resolution wasn't.
0: Sorry, we're gonna well I'm gonna cut this out, so I don't know who I'm apologizing to. Sorry, Sarah. (laughs) Extra work. (laughs)
1: They'll probably go soon. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, the resolution wasn't one where it was like one of those Hollywood endings where everyone Mm -hmm. makes up and everyone pretends to be happy. Yeah. So it was a kind of imperfect ending in a way in that in that regard. Because you could see there's still people harboring resentment. But what I did like was that it was all predicated on New Year's Eve. Mm. And so for me, New Year's Eve is, I've come—I've kind of come to see it as a time to reflect on the year gone by and thinking ahead and how you're going to do better, maybe.
0: That's true. And it's also traditionally a time where you're not going to have as much fun as you think you should exactly,
1: be having. Exactly. Exactly. Um, which I'm sure we can
0: all identify with, having just spent having all these
1: expectations. It's that one night of the year that you really want to have like a wonderful time because Mm -hmm. you want to bring in the new year, living your best life kind of thing. But inevitably, there's always disappointments because it never really measures up with the ideal of what you want. So you're right. So the fact that the whole drama is kind of hinging, it's predicated on this night and all those associations we have with it, Mm -hmm. it's so perfect. It's like, Structurally, it really works. It really does. So they basically the storyline yeah. is that we've got this guy Colin, so he's organizing a family reunion or family get together at this beautifully like what is it like? It's, a it's stately like home, yeah, a stately
0: home of uh, like a sort of an aristocratic family home, um, which yeah. as many aristocratic family homes in England um, is no longer livable. No, um, and so this particular lord rents it out for parties.
1: Yeah. Um, Many for private hire is is used for yeah yeah exactly
0: and um it's uh, he's rented it out for the for the whole night for mm-hmm. this party for this family party yeah it's, it's not a like a party with any friends it's specifically the, the bursted family <laughs> and all of their and all of their people mm-hmm. um, and uh, it's we it's very far away from where everyone lives everyone so has to drive three hours to get there which we're told immediately. Um and uh Colin's sister Ginny has invited their brother, their brother, the one person that Colin does not want to yeah. be there, and most people at the party don't they don't want him to be there that's right because he's done he's done numerous bad things and mm-hmm. he's like the black sheep yeah Um. and he's called Dave, David, yeah David I mean he's played by. Sam Riley.
1: Sam Riley, who was in control,
0: who was really unrecognizable to me. I didn't realize it was Sam Riley until halfway through the film.
1: No, and I because I hadn't really looked at the credits, and um, when I asked you, in fact, who was that guy? I Mm -hmm. know I have seen him before, and and then it it clicked. I realized, oh my god, you're right. He's he was unrecognizable.
0: Yeah, he really. I don't know why he's so unrecognizable. I guess maybe we haven't seen him for a while. Yeah, and he's you know aged as people do as people do or I don't know it's uh yeah he did look quite strange he looked yeah. very um this is <laughs> there's a there's a bit where uh, my favorite character is Ginny oh me too
1: um, who is
0: played by Hayley Squires Hayley Squires he was in um I Daniel, Blake. I Daniel Blake um who is one of my favorite actresses in the whole Love world her. I think she's amazing she's
1: amazing
0: um and she sort of has this this very kind of ambivalent role as someone who wants the family to be together but mm. doesn't but doesn't want to let go of the resentments. Yeah. And there's a the really great moment where she says to him, having invited him there and not told over anyone so that it's so that everyone feels uncomfortable, she goes up to him and says, do you know what I think when I see your face? Just cunt. Like, <laughs> and actually he does really, and I don't know, it's just the power of Sam Riley's acting, but he does have, like, he doesn't seem, he just looks like a cunt, yeah. like, his face, his like, his like, his chin, his sneer, his hair, everything about him—that <laughs> is the apt and perfect word to describe <laughs> him. Absolutely. Um, um, so everyone gets to this. Everyone gets to this house. Uh, the mother, who I also really love, yeah. uh, immediately falls over the step and twists <laughs> her ankle. But um, the, the sort of drama just begins, yeah. And so there's this, there's all of these varying sort of interwoven dramas throughout this family, yeah. And their friends and their uh, wives and children, everyone. And the caterer, p- the caterer, and the lord who the is in, t- in charge, of, who owns the house and is renting it to them. Um, and it's it's brilliant, very very British. I couldn't imagine it being set anywhere else at all.
1: Because quintessentially it's very quintessentially yeah.
0: British yeah Um I loved it
1: me too I really liked it a lot and yeah it was it was kind of a funny like I in a way it took me by surprise because the, the way that the editing style you're constantly peeking yeah. through various different like very private conversations some very awkward moments mm-hmm. um, it, it, you, you feel like it's kind of you're this you're the kind of fly on the wall guest at this really awkward family party. Yeah. And you, you everywhere you turn, every time you open a door, you go down a hallway, you enter a room, there's you've just walked in on something, mm-hmm. you know, and you've just arrived at a critical moment where the shit's hit the fan yeah. kind <laughs> that's how it felt. So at times it felt very claustrophobic. Um, but in a way it was a really honest and authentic representation of what it's like over the holidays when you're always, you know, you're suddenly in this um, maybe very, uh, I don't know, just a strange atmosphere where you're always being confronted with all the stuff that mm-hmm. comes with family life, like all the problems, all the gossip, all the fight, you know, all the fighting that goes on. Um, but it's also the holidays where so you expect it to be on your best behavior and be festive. And it's a very strange time. Mm. And it's also, I feel like also New Year's Eve, that's also the time that you've just been through Christmas as well. So it's already now, like maybe Christmas, you people come in with, they're a little bit more fresh you know, they're a little bit more ready, there's presents, yeah. you know, there's things to kind of take the edge off.
0: That's true, you are weary by New Year's Eve. By
1: New Year's Eve, yeah, you don't know what day of the week it is, oh, yeah. you're dreading going back to work, there's no presents, um, you know, and... And they have this, they
0: have what is, it comes into a few shots, they have more alcohol than I've ever seen in one room. They have everything, and they drink okay. everything they over drink the course everything. Of, the, of, the, of, the, of the, I was going to say episode, over the course of the film. Yeah. And um, so that kind of, that, they have all of this this tension just rises and rises and rises and gets worse and worse. Um, um, why do you think we like it? Why do you think it is, it is a very projections film?
1: I think it's a projections film because the one scene in particular, mm-hmm. I watched it and I thought, this is all. This is all very Freudian. It's the moment when um, Colin has it out with his brother. Like mm-hmm. they have a real. Um, well, he he they confront each other. Yes. Over their issues, and all the family members are standing around, almost like in a semi-circle.
0: It is, and it's a really stri- there's like a real ambivalence about this film, and it goes in ways yeah. you know, that that you you don't you don't understand. That are very confusing because, on the one hand, everyone hates David.
1: And yeah. on the other hand,
0: everyone hates Colin. Yeah, and everyone supports David. And you know that that you don't know why they dislike each other, and you don't really find out until the end because it's not actually addressed no. in this confrontation. This confrontation is about something else. Colin's yeah. using something else, some kind of moral yeah. feeling, to to hide the actual the actual
1: truth. Yes, um, we know that they have the, the real kind of thing that distanced them is that. Well, David left his family. Yes. Yeah. So he he basically took off and he started leading a very different life separately from everyone. Mm-hmm. And I think Colin, on the one hand, probably resented that, I don't know, someone could just do that.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, you do. As a, uh, as I'm, you know what? I'm going to say that Colin mm. presents me um, again with the Howie problem. Do you remember I talked to you about, mm. I think on this podcast, I talked to you about. How, um in the wicker man yeah no one likes office like Howie uh, or Sergeant howie <laughs> yeah. and you know they think he's uh like he's overly moralistic he's like, yeah, and, yeah. You know and I find that difficult because I strongly relate to him I mm-hmm. strongly relate to his his need for order and his need for the truth and I have the same problem with Colin mm. because in all the reviews I've read people you know people describe Colin in the same words with the same words that they describe Howie that he's <laughs> That he's you know on his high horse and that he's he's moralistic. Yes, uh, I I I strongly related to Colin all yes. the way through. Just this fury at this kind of this both this fury this twofold fury and fascination with people that leave their responsibilities yeah. behind. And I've often been attracted to people who leave their responsibilities behind, but I've also felt like so fu- so white hot furious with them. And I, so I, that, that scene, I really, I just, I, and again, it, it is, there, is a problem yeah. because no one likes Howie and no one likes Colin apart from me. It's so <laughs>
1: interesting you should say that because I, all the way through, I really related to, to David. Oh my God. We are the
0: perfect people to be doing a podcast together. All the way through. I'm, I'm not th- angry with you, by the
1: way. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm that person. I'm yeah. that person. I mean, I, you know move my life whole scale from canada and live live in a different continent yeah For my entire family i'm kind of that distant person you know and but that's quite my, you know that's quite how i like it yeah I, i'm very um i guess you could say you know out of push you could say i'm kind of maybe an avoidant personality mm-hmm,
0: which david definitely which is. david is yeah. right
1: so he's kind of like He's sort of shrouded in mystery. We don't know that much about him. He's sort of like, he's definitely a black sheep. Mm-hmm. And in that moment when they have it out and Colin's saying that, you know, he just basically like up sticks and left and um, he has the temerity to come back like this. How dare he? This kind of thing. But
0: he says it with specifically... Yeah. Yeah uncomfortable language
1: yeah I know and it's
0: a really strange like it's a really strange moment when you know he says the the issue is that you you had a wife and you put your penis in her <laughs> oh, vagina yeah. and you had some kids and then you contrary to the vows you made put your penis in some other woman's vagina and like he's just and it's just like why like you're embarrassed it's embarrassing yeah. it's really embarrassing he just can't he can't stop with yeah. this with this like repetitive, like mechanical description, and I f- it was, and it's really, it is a really strange moment.
1: Yeah, really brilliant. Yeah, yeah, because all of his, all the stuff that he'd been, um, I suppose, bottling up for a while, just comes out at oh. that in that moment, um, and you can see that he did go through great lengths to ensure that this party was going to be a success. Yeah. Colin did, and he really wanted everyone to have a great time. So he was feeling very frustrated that this guy just swans in after not having seen anyone for a very long time. Um, and he, and in a way, maybe seals his thunder a little bit. Yeah. Um, even though that wasn't mentioned explicitly, spe- you know, but that's how I kind of felt. And so in that moment, there's one line specifically that he says to David, he says, We've all invested in this family.
0: Yeah. He says in the idea of a family, actually. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Even more importantly, yeah. in the idea of a family. And he's saying, well, you did not do that. You know, you opted out of this. We've all invested in the idea. Um, so we're a unit. You know, we're this bu- this binds us together. And you don't belong to that. Like, you, you've opted out kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And to me, this is like... This, this, this almost could be like a tagline for Freud's civilization and its discontents. Because in that book, Freud is talking about how um, you know, civilization and society is built on the principle that we, we, we should come together to ensure that no one is excluded, to ensure that uh, no one feels isolated, mm-hmm. no, no one feels alone. And actually to also fight and defend against our own fear of loneliness and feel of being like a castaway kind of, um, yeah, an outsider. And so these things are very important. These are what drives people to, to invest, to invest in the idea of a society, a civilization. But he said paradoxically, people then, within the context of the group, if they feel they have to do things they don't really want to do, Or if they feel like they have to measure up to ideals that have been like unspokenly, you know, uh, the unspoken ideals that have been established on how people should behave and speak and look Mm. and all kinds of things. They don't feel they measure up to those expectations. They develop neuroses. Mm. And they feel like they have to take part in the pantomime of civilization just so that they can belong. So actually, paradoxically, society ends up creating neurotics. People who are always second-guessing themselves. They're people who are repressing their own drive for instinctual freedom just for the purpose of belonging to a group. Mm-hmm. And I thought in that moment, I thought, wow, like, this is such a great setup. You know, um, this little tension between the kind of free-spirited guy who, yes, of course, evaded his responsibilities. You know, um, he he chose his own personal freedom, yeah, over everybody. You know, over the benefit of the greater good, over his family.
0: He did. I mean, there is there are hints that he didn't. Um, I mean, I think that there are hints that he his his own personal freedom isn't as joyful as what one would guess from the exactly. outside. Exactly. That's which true. Which I find how... really interesting. Yeah.
1: Um, no, he's not. He doesn't have a perfect life. No. He has his own problems,
0: but he does come. He does come in as if he has a perfect life. He, yeah, he's got. They've both got sunglasses <laughs> in when they drive the nice very car, glamorous. very glamorous car, into the driveway. <laughs> um, and I really, I really um, feel like very strongly bonded with his ex-wife in these scenes yeah. because he arrives. She, she happens to be at the window as he arrives. and No one's told her. No one's bothered to tell her. No. that he's coming, and she, and I think she throws up. Yeah. So I found a really good like a really strong reaction yeah. Because I always, I always either I always either want to be sick in moments of anxiety or sometimes I imagine being sick and it makes me feel better. Mm-hmm. Um but this but I've I'm again i am interested in in the visceral the visceral kind of, reaction yeah. and it's to do with shame. Yeah. Which you do which is what's left behind when someone leaves you. Wow, yeah. Um no matter in what situation We're putting it. um and she says and later, they, they meet her and David, and I found that scene the most powerful scene in yeah. the film. But she says, and she very wisely, he says, I'm, I'm sorry, and she says, you know, A, for what? Like, because you've done so many awful things, and B, it's too, it doesn't matter that you're sorry, which I really thought was a very painful but very true fact. Yeah. It couldn't possibly matter.
1: No, and because he tries to say that he's changed, but she says, "Well, not you didn't change from me. Like yeah. I don't." In a way, she's saying I didn't benefit from you developing as a person. No,
0: and she doesn't benefit from his apology. No, she doesn't. No, she doesn't. From...
1: And she's very. She's actually very honest in telling him that.
0: Yeah, and she says yeah. to him, "You, you stopped thinking about it as soon as you left. You went far. You went far away so that you didn't have to think about it." She says, "What did you think about it for a week?" And I think that's probably true. Yeah. And that is the that is the the um, the threat of the of the person who leaves that they don't have to think about you anymore because they're far away from you. I found I found it, I found it yeah. so painful, but so incredibly true that just that wanting an apology doesn't it's not going to help you.
1: Not at all. And there's oh. nothing he
0: can possibly do to make up for
1: the fact no. that he left her and yeah. and his kids. Yeah. It's true. Mm. <laughs> In a way, yeah, it's it's one of those things. I mean, um, when I when I moved away, uh, I left just my immediate family, like my brother, sister, mm-hmm. and my parents. I don't really know what it would feel like to leave your kids. I think that that's really extreme.
0: It is a very extreme thing, but then it's also um, it's so common. Yeah, um, it's not. I all I, the time. I remember when my parents got separated. Yeah, my dad said to me, um, "I was it, he. It happened at a time when I was I was about fifteen, so my social life was really expanding. I had a boy, my first boyfriend, I yeah. had a really nice friendship group, so I didn't have time for the the visits that my dad would. My dad would visit us or like have time with us, but I didn't have time to spend with him. Okay, and he's and I remember him saying to me. Um, do you know that most fathers don't see their kids when they when parents get divorced? Like, do yeah. you know, like, do you have any idea? And I was like, I'm not, but I remember him, you know, I remember not really knowing that, but it is true. Most fathers yeah. don't actually no. see their kids. It, it's, it will, Not most, but a lot. It's really, really common for fathers common. not to see their kids. Yeah. And when we see a woman doing it, we're really shocked oh yeah but it's actually it's so common for men not only to not see the kids but not want to be involved with pregnancies that they didn't plan yeah or it's it's a
1: really common opting thing. out of raising the kids yeah. completely
0: and because and not having and there is that just interesting debate over whether men feel real bonds with kids yeah. that they didn't you know yeah. give birth to or carry
1: it's just going to be a different kind of attachment. It
0: is, and it obviously wasn't strong enough. It yeah. wasn't strong enough to, um, and it, it never. I don't think it ever is strong enough to overpower feelings that that need for freedom, really.
1: It's true. I don't.
0: I don't think. I think that need for freedom is so strong, and that's yeah. why I find it personally so threatening. Yeah. Um. And I'm am someone who never wants to. Be, who doesn't like being in groups mm. at all. Mm-hmm. I hates it. I much prefer a one-on-one. Mm. But I st- and uh, maybe I find that. Longing's so threatening because it's obviously so, so abundant in me, but I do find it very threatening. I find it very scary. Mm. I find him a very threatening character, and he looks like a threatening character in black with sunglasses on, with black hair.
1: I Um, used to wear sunglasses indoors all the time, by the way. Really? Back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I would show up at the cinema at night wearing sunglasses. Oh my (laughs) gosh.
0: That's so interesting. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I mean, I really related to his character. I really felt sorry for him because mm-hmm. I understood that, in a way, the loneliness of that. I don't say that to kind of paint him as some kind of victim. I don't think no. he was. No, well, no
0: one is a victim and no, no one is a villain. That's, no, no, that's what's no. everyone so nice is so, yeah,
1: him. you're right. Everyone is kind of flawed yeah. in a really interesting way. Yeah. The one character I wish I had known more about, really, who was a guy who, when he first turned up and he's looking at the stately home, they've just first pulled up,
0: oh he, yeah he
1: says you know um, he, he, he makes this shape with his hands and he says this is the size of a brain and a brain built that and then he says when the revolution comes and he, he kind of like uh, mimics the action of like shooting a revolver
0: yeah he does he I was, really liked him he's a great character I <laughs> can't remember the actor's name or the character's name no neither can I um,
1: but he but has some really interesting points about Brexit he does <laughs> do you remember
0: and he has um he's the one he go. he has this he sort of sniffs out this lord and keeps saying i know you from somewhere i know you from somewhere and then they have this really bizarre exchange where he says, there was a rave here in 1995 and uh and you sold me a pill and it did nothing and i had a rubbish night (laughs) and this guy this poor guy is like i i I really, I really don't think that was me. Like, please could you? And they're trying to fix the fuse that's yeah, blown. Yeah, because
1: it's all blown out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and
0: he's, like, they're, and they're really the, the, the uh, caterer who sort of knows the family. Yeah. But is clearly on sort of a different rung to them because she's waiting on them. And the Lord have this really lovely little, little connection where they both just want the bursteds to go away.
1: <laughs> That's right. They have a really
0: good rapport. Yeah, they they really like and everyone. I think and then she doesn't she doesn't she cry at the end yeah. when they're counting down to New Year and she just bursts yeah. into tears.
1: Because she also used to go out with is it Sham? So he's played by Asim Chowdhury. Yes, and he's he, fantastic. He's
0: fantastic, and she used to go out with Colin. That's right. And his and Colin's wife goes out. I really like I like Colin's wife a lot. Yeah, who's Swedish or something? Yeah, like. and she goes up to I mean, up to him baby, and yeah. up to her and says. I didn't know. I didn't know that you and Colin used to go out. And She says, "Yeah, yeah, it was ages ago." And she goes, "I don't care how long ago it was. I just didn't know." <laughs>
1: There's some incredible yeah. observations like that. I, lines. Like the
0: most. I wonder if it was improvised <laughs> or if it was if it was all scripted because it's just they're just such amazing lines and they're so everything's so lovely. Yeah, really. Unique. Everyone's so brutally honest. Yeah, um, but at the same time, so incredibly deluded. The mother saying to the father, you know, you're you're in charge, you're the head of this family, you know, make make David go away, make this happen, and he can't do anything, he's completely powerless. Oh, mm-hmm. um, are just so many little details I love so much. I know, and the oh, relative who... Charles Dance. Oh my god. So amazing.
1: So good. Yeah,
0: he just immediately goes upstairs and puts women's clothes yeah. on, but not any, and, and some earrings, yeah. and some lipstick, yeah. and then... And It's just. But it's never commented it's on. It's never
1: commented. I really love. I that. really like that that yeah. he had he had just his own style. Yeah. And it it wasn't a point of conversation. Like he no. was, he just was himself. He was really cool.
0: He was really cool. So he was
1: rehearsing a speech, wasn't he, in the mirror?
0: And he never gets to give it. No. Because he's dying. He's dying. And no one thought that should be the main drama in the film, yeah. but no one knows because everyone else has got their own middle dramas.
1: Yeah. He, yeah, we're kind of led to believe that he's gonna use this opportunity at this family gathering to inform everyone that probably next year he won't be around. Mm-hmm. He won't make it through the year, but actually he's really selfless. He he he, he also says in the speech when he's just kind of rehearsing by himself in the mirror he says I don't want this to be about me. Yeah. It's actually really selfless that yes. he's dealing with this terrible existential crisis but he kind of takes uh, a back seat to everybody else
0: but also the way he describes his his life his yeah. day-to-day life he says you know I, it's been very quiet since my wife died i yeah. go in, up and down to the shops i occasional flutter on the ggs and go quietly mad <laughs> and great, yeah line. it's so good ever, well, I, I don't know why i remember so many lines this one i've only there seen it twice really, but i need to see it again to just so note
1: all the lines yeah. for my own you know i i have a little page on my um notes on my MacBook where I just jot down great comebacks.
0: Oh, that's so good. And
1: I just use them all the time. Like it's th- There's just things I've painted from all over the place. Yeah. But there is another line in, in this film where um, it, I don't know who said it. I can't remember who said it, and I can't remember in what context. But someone says, oh, that's a shame. And the other person says, yes, it's just a great bloody shame or something. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, really subtle, really unique script, mm-hmm. or probably, as you say, maybe even improvised. I think maybe improvised. Improvise. So, so many
0: incredible actors, but I just think they could probably do it. Oh yeah,
1: they're really masterful. And it's kind of
0: impossible to talk about the story, it's more that you just talk about, It's kind of feels like we're having, I felt like I was part of this family, and now I'm yeah. gossiping about various different yeah. members of it. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, do, you, do, you, do you, who do you think is right, David or Colin? Like, you know, yeah. but it's, it's, I really, but there's so many other little relationships in this film. you can dissect and unpick and it's so completely authentic. I really did feel that they were all related. I really did feel that I was there at that party and that I was deeply involved with all of them. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's a really good film in terms of just because of the editing style, there's a lot of choppy bits where you're in and out of conversation between different, you know, in various parts of the house Mm -hmm. with various people. Um, So you're always just absorbing a lot of information with not much context. So mm-hmm. it's not, you don't get a lot of historical context, but you get a lot of, you know, spontaneous, immediate uh, reactions to things. Um, and there is there is some good comedy lines in there as well. Um, well, Asin's character is very funny. Yeah, he, he does provide so comedy.
0: He's so brilliant. He's
1: got, he's got such great comic timing. I'm a big fan of his work. Um, so it's good in that regard. So there's a little bit of relief in that in that regard because otherwise it could get too intense. I think. Yeah,
0: I think actually without him,
1: it could get a little bit claustrophobic. Um, the
0: daughter's very good, like very yeah. like, deadpan, very deadpan, but, but brilliant. Um, the the youngest, the Colin's daughter. I mean, the yeah, teenager. Colin's daughter.
1: Yeah. yeah, but also some of the in some parts the use of the music. It's actually terrifying.
0: Yeah, it is. The when the when David arrives. Yeah. It, it, and that bit where they are, they've all pushed Colin into going to talk to David. Yeah. And you've got this like this sort of like oncoming menace music as they walk as they walk down the corridor. Oh yeah. Um, to speak to him.
1: Yeah, um, that almost reminded me of climax.
0: Yeah, I I know what you mean. You know, yeah. like you're in this house,
1: you you kind of can't get out. Yeah.
0: It was. Actually, the you two know? films are very similar. You know, in that way.
1: And yeah, there's also like in this one location yeah. and this sort
0: of travelling camera
1: traveling that follows camera. people as
0: they that follows people and eavesdrops on their relationship. Exactly. Yeah, it is. It's a very British climax. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, it is. Oh know? my god, I love that tagline. Yeah, the British climax. It's you know, but everyone's like a bit more polite than they are in climax. But they're still having the same.
1: They're thing. ODing on their family problems. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, what do you think of David's yeah. wife, whose name I cannot remember, but oh, she's yeah, the German so, one. the German one, and I've seen her in something else, and I cannot figure out. Um, she's played by Anna uh, Alexandra Maria Lara, which is a nice name.
1: Yeah, lovely name. I
0: have no idea what else she was in, but I, re- I recognised her all the time. Yeah. Um, And what a strange and interesting character. Yeah. I found her very threatening as well. I know.
1: I, was a, I found her very intimidating. Yeah. Like her presence. Can you
0: imagine if that was your ex- oh ex-husband's ex new wife?
1: No, like that's horrible, like my worst that would nightmare. Be. Yeah. <laughs> like, because she's so... She she had such a air of mystery. Yeah. And she's very chic. And she has this... this Thing where her
0: relationship with David is, like she like revels in his bad qualities, yeah. uh, in a way that just made me so mad. Yeah, that's <laughs> but so also true. that is so understandable for a person like that it would have to be with someone yeah. like that. Um, you can see why they're attracted to each other. Very <laughs> difficult, very personally difficult. <laughs> yeah, um,
1: but actually, in a way, when that in the final scenes of the film, when. David's wife, sis. you know, she sings.
0: Yeah, actually, there is a there is that there is a very strange moment, and it really made her much more approachable much more human. she really humiliated herself in this. Story. Like she does this really bizarre thing that is completely like that takes everyone out of the moment yeah. they were in and makes everyone feel uncomfortable. Yeah, because he's done. He's done. Sung that song, which is where we both started crying. Oh my god, that song! Yeah, he sings a song about how sorry he is, and it and. I was, I was sort of talking to other people in the festival and they were, you know, saying how nice that moment was and I was still ruffling in my anger. And I was just like, it's not, you can't, just some people will have will do nothing. I was just, I got really Colin. I was just like, some people will just do these terrible things and then they will just, they will like roll in and sing a song and they'll be so charming that everyone will just forgive them. <laughs> and the person I was talking to had stepped away from me. And I was like, okay, we've got to go and see another film now.
1: <laughs> And, yeah, but he sang know, his way out of trouble. He sang
0: completely. He just charmed his way yeah. out, out of trouble, and everyone, you know, everyone, you know, had a bit of a cry and forgave him. Yeah. Meanwhile, Colin's off <laughs> sobbing on the moors,
1: like oh, early yeah. into the, the film. <laughs> That's a very Ben Wheatley moment. Yeah, is it? I thought. Well, yeah. I mean, it just kind of reminded me so much of Sightseer. Yeah,
0: I know what you mean.
1: You know, yeah, when he kind of like desperately runs out. Yeah. <laughs> I thought he was going to be sick.
0: Yes, yeah, so did I. But, but we've already had someone being like violently sick in that film, and I think it was the right person.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's a great film. It's really worth a watch. It's very psychological. But what I like about it is that it just gives you little glimpses into into people's psyches in a collective setting. And all those... What really makes families um, what they are, which are... Which are these little paradox bubbles of security, but also um, anxiety, I don't know, An- just anxiety, pain and, and, pain yeah. and, and distress. And, um, you you know, you kind of, you, you hate them, but you also want to impress them. Mm. You would probably put your life down for them. But um, you don't want to spend any time with them no. at all. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I get that. You know, it's a really interesting thing. So I think it really represents that, that, that sort of, just that f- fear, I guess, of being in a family setting, like what, all the things that come with that, but I I, I just absolutely love your line, um, that needs to be in the, the Instagram. The British climate. Yeah, the British climate, that's, yeah. that, that's the caption. They do even have a dance
0: to some really, <laughs> like, some really unsuitable music for a family party, it should be like a 70s disco or something. But like, but it's just this like awful like I don't I don't know what it is because I don't know about music. But it's something the daughter puts on, and the ger- and the German uh, wife or girlfriend really likes. It. She dances to her because she's so free, so glamorous. Um,
1: but again, it's like climax because in climax the German one was the yeah that's you know, true that's Let's like, say she was a critical character.
0: Yes, yeah, and she is a very critical character. You know? Yeah. Um, at, from your point of view. How, does David, does David love Colin?
1: I think he does, because I think that's why he's so conflicted Mm. about him being there. Um, On some level, he probably feels angry with himself that he wasn't the one who invited him, that he... Oh, no, the other way around. Oh, the other way around. Yeah. Um, Does David love Colin? Oh, that's a good question. I'm not so sure. You don't think so? No.
0: Um, but do it you does think? come out, I don't know, I, I, love is, maybe love is not the right word, but you do, you get the sense that, um, you get the sense that David is the victor and Colin is, not the victim, but the, the uh, you know, the, the person that wasn't able to be as free. Yeah. But you do find out in the end that uh, David and Colin's wife had an affair. Yeah. And I do think um, there's, there's something about... There's something about taking someone else's—I don't want to speak about women as possessions—but taking something that belongs to somebody else. Um, there's a there's a great deal of um, of envy and weakness in that. There's a great deal of um, feeling inferior to someone, mm. and so I actually I oh, found that I to be like a sort of secretly powerful thing there and you wouldn't you wouldn't you wouldn't do that to someone you didn't feel insecure about i think especially a brother or a friend you know maybe someone if you met if it was someone you didn't know you know you didn't know very well you met their their partner and you had an affair but if it's taking coming in between your someone you know very well and their partner it's always very i always find that interesting like you why did, you, why did you have to take that?
1: Yeah.
0: And it's not because you feel, it's not because you feel superior to them. No. It's completely the opposite. It's the reverse,
1: you feel inferior. Yeah. And so, yeah, it, it would make sense to try and destabilise their life. Exactly. Oh my God. So I find yeah, that, that, their, so that their
0: relationship is, is actually much more complex than it at first appears. That, yeah. That whatever David did and whatever David's, Left behind, and whatever David has now, he still at some point felt he still at some point felt that he had to take something from Colin, and that means that Colin's got something worth taking.
1: That's right, that's so true,
0: and he does. And you know, and at the end, Colin's you know, he's he's upset, but he's got his wife and his daughter there, you know, with him, and they love him,
1: yeah.
0: And so, he's not, and he's he's you know, he's safe and he's loved, so. I don't know. It's it's. Uh, I found point. that I found that quite interesting. I think there's. I think Collins. They're both very scared of each other. David's scared of Colin.
1: Definitely, definitely. He mm. just. He doesn't, maybe express those insecurities in mm. the same way. No. He has a very good poker face.
0: He does. Whereas Colin has no no, other face to it. not at all. The face that Colin makes when his, mom, when his mother falls down the steps oh my is God. the most amazing because <laughs> he just knows that she's like she's that she's immediately started causing drama as as soon before she's even crossed the threshold of the house and his face is just this 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 he just doesn't have time for this. Yeah. And he has no but he has no ability to to pretend. No. He actually he doesn't have any ability to pretend with anyone. No, he doesn't really have a filter. No, he doesn't at all. He's like no. probably the most honest character there. Really is. Even though he's not honest with himself. <laughs> what's coming out of his mouth is, is is how he perceives things and what's coming out of his face is how he perceives things.
1: Yeah, someone says to him when the mother falls down, aren't you going to help your mother? And yeah, he just it's, stands it's, there and he's like, "You're right." Yeah. <laughs> he's so funny he's a good character yeah. they all are and in a way I Everyone hope is. that in a way a film like this it makes me want Ben Wheatley to do like a prequel
0: yeah or just like or just to I, want, just I would a watch a TV show with yeah. those people I would watch like I would watch a soap with those
1: that people would be a I would, really watch, good I would watch
0: 30 years of a soap with that family <laughs> you like do. they could they they can all just stop doing all of their other projects now <laughs> and be like kind of coronation Street. And I would be, I would be, I, you know, I would watch it every week, like my mum does with EastEnders. I, I don't know how much we send this on, what, like three times a week? Yeah, I would do that. I would stop, I would, like, stop going out and I would commit my evenings to watch They're it. They're very watchable. The Bursteds. And the Bursteds. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. Um, okay, I think we've, I'm... That's like a good place yeah, to end it. Yeah, like that's a good place to end. Yeah. Um, so, this is... I, I was thinking this will be our first episode, uh, this We can release this next week. Yeah. And then the week after we can start our new series. We can release our new Perfect. series. Perfect. Amazing. Amazing. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. So find our letterbox, all of the stuff, all of the usual stuff. Follow us on social. Yes. We'll see you soon. See you soon. Bye.
1: Bye.